630 Chad, live from the Great Cup Festival. week it's been as we continue to roll along here from the 630 Jet Information Center uh, down at the festival site Morley Scott along with Dave Campbell and our uh, special guest, the guy who's been uh, with us for most of the week, uh, number three from the Edmonton Eskimos, Nate Ajay is with us as well. Today we've got lots of people coming in to talk to us. Uh, we will speak with uh, Joanny Jucha, photographer for the Canadian Football League coming up at 4.30. Uh, podcaster Ryan's going to join us, we believe, at some point this afternoon as well. Uh, we've got some other guests lined up and we've got some football players who we talked to as well. And I know, uh, Nate, you, you went to the dark side this week. <laughs> Nate Ajay became a full-fledged media member this <laughs> week. Um, <laughs> media pass, everything. How was your week so far? The week's been amazing. Uh, I, can't, I can't explain to people what a great experience has been. Uh, the food has been at the top of my list. It's been the best part of the week so far. But honestly, hanging out with you guys, getting a, a taste of the business, kind of, and seeing the other side of the of the sport has been uh, phenomenal. It's been kind of neat watching you two with some of the players because this uh, this league is a league where everybody knows everybody, and there's guys you know on both teams, and you've had good moments with both of them, uh, with with guys on both sides of of this football game. It's kind of neat. I know you want to be in the game, obviously, but it's kind of neat to see your friends in this game and kind of get up close with them at this moment in their lives too. Absolutely, yeah. The best, the best part is seeing the, the the emotion come out of the guys. You can tell it's a big moment for them, and uh, it's one of the biggest moments of their football career. So it's kind of cool to see that, just knowing them uh, outside of the game as well. Just seeing that, you know, they're they're here in their biggest moment, and and anything can happen, and uh, this game can actually change lives. So it's, it's cool to see that. Here's an interesting thing for you: Does being around the game now and having the kind of access you have this week, which you normally wouldn't get as a player not playing in the game, does it give you a little bit more of a drive to want to get here? As a, not that you need any more as a drive to get here as a player, but does it give you a little bit more drive to say, yeah, I want to be on the other side of things next year? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's a huge drive. It, it, it it's almost like good and bad because you're seeing it you're experiencing it and you want to be experienced as a player but this is almost the second best thing but next year for sure is going to be a big driving factor for me just seeing everything going along with the game just it's going to be a huge driving factor to be a part of it and, and not to be on your side there you go wow that's good you'll still talk to us though right <laughs> of course uh, excellent <laughs> now you got to go in the eskimo dressing room this morning you got to see what it looks like in there tell me what was it like, and how disgusted were you to see all those stamped? I noticed they've 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 covered up the Grey Cup signs with their logo. They put their 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 big welcome mat out on top of the Eskimo logo. What was it like for you to see that? Yeah, disgusted. I would say is an understatement. Uh, just being in there and seeing all that red. It's 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 unreal. It's it, it's almost a, a, a sickening feeling that you get in the bottom of your stomach because you know as an Eskimo player we know we don't usually wear red. So you spend the whole season never. Not really, usually. You mean you mean never. never <laughs> so you spent the whole year never seeing really red in your locker room. And, and then this week, seeing all that red has just been stomach turning. You know, they covered up our, our Grey Cup uh, uh, symbols, you, you know. The whole locker room was filled with red jerseys, and and you know you've seen uh, different names. It's just it's it's sickening, uh, to say the least. But you know our our grounding cry this year is to to do it to them next year. And and I guess on Monday morning. The pressure washers come in and the carpet shampoos and everything. And everyone's gonna, I sprays. imagine a lot of players are going to be texting Dwayne and saying, is it cleaned yet? Yeah, exactly. right? well, how many players will text and say, do you need help? Because I am so motivated to clean up that red and white stench 100%. out of that room. Every guy in town will be, will be hitting up Dwayne like, trying to get in there. 
speaking of that room, you talked with the guy, and we're going to hear this coming up. We're going to take a break probably first, but we'll we'll hear it uh, coming up. You talked to Eric Rogers, yes, this week. Who's I the guy to Eric who's in your locker stall? Yeah. He's in my locker stall. I found out the, from Dwayne that he's in my locker stall, and I uh, had a chance to interview him. And uh, you know, you'll be hearing a little bit of it uh, here shortly. But you know, he's a he's an interesting guy, and you know, uh, after I talked to him, I kind of got some ideas to you know set, set some booby traps and you know you know <laughs> hinder him a little bit. Uh, and you you got to get his stall next year, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I went to tell Dwayne <laughs> I need his stall. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, we're down here on the festival site. Uh, come on down and say hi. You walk by, give us a wave. Uh, myself and Dave and Natay are here. We're going to have some friends join us as, as we move along here this afternoon. We're here till 6 o'clock and we'll tell you that uh, tomorrow we have a pregame show for you tomorrow which will run from 2 to 4 o'clock tomorrow uh, to get you set for the football game. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll have lots of information about the game and about the players and about the teams that are taking part in this uh, football game. Your early take, guys, let's start with you, Dave, on what you've seen from the two teams this week and, and the way they're approaching things because it's really kind of a unique situation. Stampeders are at their third straight Grey Cup. Red Blacks are at their third Grey Cup in the last four years. These are two organizations that have had a great run over the last four or five years. Well, I'll start with the Red Blacks, and I think they've just been businesslike. Um, I think they're, they're taking the cues from their head coach, Rick Campbell. Um, they've just come in, and they've they've worked hard. They've practiced well. They've um, This moment doesn't seem too big for them, and they've been used to it. I mean, this is their third trip in four years um, a lot of these players have been on the same team um, for that run so I just see a more business like Ottawa Red Blacks for, for the Calgary Stampeders it's almost it almost feels like they're trying to prove them prove to themselves that the past demons aren't bothering them I'm not totally convinced that they're not <laughs> you know that, they, that, they, that they've been successful with that process and we can flush that out over the next uh, little while here but uh, I mean heck I mean they're coming in very confident off of last week's win in the West Final if that defense plays like they did against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers against the Ottawa Red Blacks it's going to be a long day for the Ottawa Red Blacks but I think it starts with the mental game and I think right now I give the Red Blacks a, a bit of an edge here you get the same kind of feeling from the team? Yeah, I mean, he, uh, Dave talked about the mental game, and it's huge. And, you know, we kind of saw that a bit when uh, we were talking to the guys about the field conditions. And, you know, you got the sense that it was more in the, the Calgary Stampeders' heads than it was in the Ottawa's head. Ottawa guys, they were just telling us, oh, you know, we practiced on this. And uh, last week we had the same conditions. So, you know, we're used to it. We don't really care. But then when you talk to the Calgary guys, they were more like, oh, you know, this is terrible. Like, I can't believe it's a great cup and we're playing on these kind of conditions. So you can kind of get the sense that it's in their heads a lot more. All right. We are here uh, this afternoon, uh, brought to you in part by Jiffy Lube. Well, you get playoff ready. They make sure your vehicle is winter ready. Visit JiffyLubeService.ca. Also, we're here for Crystal Glass, because it's not just the quarterback who appreciates a clear view. Call 310-GLASS or visit CrystalGlass.ca. How's the weather going to be for the big game tomorrow? We'll find out a little bit more from uh, Global Weather Specialist Kevin O'Connell when we come back. We'll take a break right now. You're listening to live coverage from the festival site of Grey Cup 106 on 630 Check. Troopers tonight, right? I believe they are tonight. going to that. And uh, you're going? <laughs> awesome. That is great to hear. Troopers tonight, uh, uh, Kim Mitchell and Loverboy. I'll tell you what, 
The old guys are going to dig that tonight, aren't they? <laughs> right yeah. in my wheelhouse. Uh, you know what? I, I, I wanted to. I thought about it, but I knew there's. I was getting up early the next day and everything. So, uh, yeah, I, now I regret it. It'll be great. Just want to remind everybody, we're down here at the festival site, the Great Cup Festival, right on Jasper Avenue. If you haven't seen it, it is a spectacular presentation. The, the Great Cup Festival folks did just a wonderful job putting this all together. Here's something for you. The game's tomorrow. You want to go? Hey, we can make it happen. We can make it happen. The kids call it the IG. I call it Instagram. Uh, whatever you call it, go to it. Go to the 630 Chet Instagram page right now. We're going to start a contest right now. And on the line in this contest, a couple of tickets to the Grey Cup game. You want to win tickets to the game, Go right now to the 630 Chet Instagram page and you'll find out how you can win tickets to tomorrow's football game. It's the Great Cup game between the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks and the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, Global Weather Specialist, is with us. The, maybe the most important thing you need to know about tomorrow if you are going to the game is how do I dress? Well, for goodness sakes, it's November, dress warm. But how warm do we need to dress, Kevin? I saw you over here, you have the iPad out, you had your right arm in the air and your left leg kind of bent funny and it looked like you were I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm just getting the forecast. He said, I'm just getting the forecast. And he had to do some funny things. So he's got the forecast. Tell me what it's going to be like tomorrow afternoon. It's all the way you put the leg to get the temperature yeah. right. So I had the leg really high because I want it to be good tomorrow. And it's it, a good it, visual I have now when you're given the guaranteed high for the day. I can picture you now with your leg. Meteorology 101. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I won't tell you what I'm wearing when I do that. I, so. I don't want to know. <laughs> That's the beauty. That's what, Too much info. That's no, no, what no, no, makes no. radio best. We don't have to see what it you're does. wearing. It does. It makes a How, whole lot of How's it going to look tomorrow? You know what? If you had to order up a forecast for Grey Cup Sunday at the end of November in Edmonton, this might be the one you want. We're going for sunny skies tomorrow, one degree for the daytime high. Whoa. We'll hit that right around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Game starts at 4. Sun goes down at 426. Look for about a 2-degree drop right around 430 or so. So by the game's end, we'll probably be sitting around minus 4, minus 5. No snow. Could see a few flurries that tonight, but tomorrow, nice sunny, clear skies and a great temperature of 1 degree for the afternoon high. Should be a great, great day tomorrow. Oh, that, that sounds uh, spectacular. But the thing everyone's got to remember, you're going to be out there for game's going to be four hours. You're going to get there an hour early. So mm -hmm. you're going to be out there for a long time. Uh, and and you got the wind. To... Even if it's a 15 yeah. kilometer an hour wind, you're still going to see that temperature drop by two or three degrees. So dress in layers, a nice fleecy layer close to your body, a nice windproof layer on the outside. Yeah. Warm feet. Huge key. If your feet are warm, the body stays warm. And don't don't worry about messing up your hair. Put a toque on. Oh, yeah. A toque, a absolutely. And bits. Sure. You know, dress warm. Be comfortable. I, I, there's so many great stories that have gone around uh, about Great Cup week and the, around the festival and everything. You came across a great story. Oh, I uh, sure did. Yeah, it was, you had it on, on Global News in the morning. Tell me a little bit about it. Uh, Deb Strickland and Vincent Roulet. Vincent is a hardcore uh, Red Blacks fan from Ottawa. Deb Strickland, a absolute hardcore Stampeders fan from Calgary. Both season tickets holders in their own cities. Uh, they met at a game, a Calgary-Ottawa game in Ottawa three years ago. And they all belong to the same Twitter account of fans. So they kind of hit it off. And they started doing some long-distance dating. Then in 2016, they got engaged at an Ottawa Stampeders game in Ottawa. And uh, since then, they've uh, sort of gone back and forth on which team to tier for. They're still on their, their respective teams, but they're now in Edmonton for the Grey Cup game this morning. They were on our show. Uh, they're here. 
He's cheering for Ottawa. She's cheering for the Stampeders. If Ottawa doesn't play, he cheers for the Stampeders. Uh, Len Rhodes stopped by and gave them both Eskimo scarves. He said a little green might go good with all that black and red. Everything else you got going on there. So uh, we're really happy for them. They're just a tremendous couple. They love the CFL. They love football. Their relationship is built on it. And we just wish them all the luck. Yeah, that's great. There's so many great stories. We, Nate and I were out talking to some fans yesterday. We ran into uh, Bob Creighton from Toronto. He's had his 54th straight great cup game. Wow. Isn't he's, that amazing? Uh, yeah, he's just been great. So uh, there's so many great stories out there to talk about for sure. So, again, the weather, give us a quick uh, update on the weather for tomorrow. Okay, tonight, look for a few flurries down to about minus 7. Tomorrow, sunny skies, 1 degree for the daytime high, dropping down to that minus 5 mark by the time the game is over. But watch for the winds. It will cool off, dress nice and warm. Uh, into Monday, when you're in recovery mode, still a nice day. Sunny skies and 1 degree. Cools off a little bit down to normal temperatures by the time we head into next weekend. All right. Thanks very much, Kevin. Appreciate Thank you. It. Uh, see you, Kevin. See more, Kevin. On, Thanks, uh, on uh, Global News, of course. Uh, the big discussion today was uh, the shoe wear of, the, of these players. And uh, we're going to get uh, Nate Ajay uh, back in here because he talked to a, a few guys. First, we're going to hear Nate, actually. He uh, he talked with Greg Ellingson today about what to wear and what uh, what the footing is like and uh, what, the, what the turf is like at Commonwealth Stadium. Here's Nate and Greg Ellingson this morning. Uh, good. Just a good week of preparation, making sure uh, with all the distraction of the media, and uh, all the festive things for the Grey Cup week in Edmonton that you still uh, get your rest and make sure you go over your place you're prepared for Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, the turf is a big topic of discussion this week. What's your, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I think we played in the, the same, if not a little bit worse, last week uh, in Ottawa. You know, we had a lot of ice on one side of the field, and this is pretty, uh, at least consistent, you know, around the whole field. So I think we're prepared. We have the right footwear. We have the right mindset where, you know, when it does come to Sunday, we're not going to really worry about it. We're going to make sure we go out and uh, play football. Right. Talk about the advantages. You know, you, you as a receiver, you know where you're going. Opposed to a DB, they got to kind of react off of you. Talk about some of the advantages having, you know, you know, played on this turf uh, two weeks in a row and having the correct footwear uh, uh, does for you. I mean, it was cold uh, in Calgary too, right? So, um, you know, we just go out there and execute the plays we're supposed to. Uh, can't really worry about how you have to, uh, you know, determine what you're going to do based on what the DB's doing. you got to run your routes the way you're supposed to. Um, if it is a, a route where you react to the DB, then then you do it, like, uh, without thinking about what the turf's going to do. You just, you know, make sure your uh, weight's over your shoulders, uh, over your knees, and uh, you make the right moves. All right. Uh, tell me about Calgary's defense a little bit. You know, they you know they have a good year, uh, but you guys have successful offense as well. But tell me about Calgary's defense, what you guys are keen in on, and uh, how you guys can have success on Sunday. Uh, I think we're going to, you know, just stick to our basics, right? Uh, they did a good job at the beginning of the year of, you know, playing defense against us and uh, limiting our points, but uh, we're a different team than we were at the beginning of the year. You know, we have a lot of momentum. Uh, Trevor Harris is, you know, playing out of his mind right now with uh, where he's putting the ball and his accuracy, and uh, the O-linemen's uh, really stepping to his own and giving him the protection he needs. Uh, other than that, you know, they're a good physical team. we got to make sure we protect the ball. Um, they're physical, but, uh, you know, we're going to come out and uh, show that we're dominant too. All right, that's Greg Ellingson with our uh, Nate Ajay. And, uh, well, I mean, you've played on that turf, and you've played on, obviously, if it's a sunny day, you don't have to worry about it. But on a slick type of uh, turf, we know we've had, you know, we've had snow, we've had, we've had rain, and it just sits on that turf. And when you clear it, it's not necessarily the best, uh, the best surface. But what, as a player and as a, as a receiver, what do you got to worry about? As a receiver, it's uh, it's a little different because uh, in, in, in the game, you know where you're going. The, you know where the play call, calls for you to be. So you have a kind of an advantage because the DB is reacting off of you. I worry more for the DBs because they're always reacting off of receivers' moves. Receivers, you know where you're going. You can kind of plant where, where you need 
to have your steps. You, if you keep your chest over your toes, you kind of, you know, you won't slip as much. But I, I worry about the DVs and safeties that have to react to the sudden movements of the of the receivers. As far as um, you know, footwear. I mean, it, it, everyone asks the Stampeders. It, it seemed like, uh, far from a media perspective, can you wear wear a cleat? Consensus was you can't wear a cleat. Right. So what can you wear? First off, why can't you wear a cleat? Okay, so right now the surface is hard as a rock. If yeah. you wear cleats, you, you, it's, it'll just be like ice. You'll just slip while, over the top of the surface. Uh, the best thing to wear is co- sort of the, the destroyer, they call it. It's a it's a basketball shoe with a little mini pellets uh, on the bottom of it that act like uh, they, they just grab onto whatever it can. So it's almost like a golf shoe uh, uh, to give you an idea of what it is. But it, it has many, many, many uh, little pellets on the bottom of it that kind of grab onto the turf. And it's a lot better than uh, the cleat because it, it, the cleat can't dig in. So all it can do is slide. So it's, it's much better. For, becomes for, a skate then, exactly, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Natay and I did a video about that. You can catch that on our uh, Twitter page at 630 Chad as well uh, if you want to hear more on it. But I, I asked you on that video, Natay, about changing shoes. I mean, it's the biggest game of your life. Yeah. And some guys are going to put a shoe on that they haven't worn in a game yet. Right. And some of the guys have never worn a shoe like that in their lives, right? So I talked about on, the, uh, on our uh, segment, uh, you train in, in a cleat. You know, you practice in a cleat. Training camp, practice, games, the whole 18 games, and now plus playoffs. And then now the biggest game of the, of the season you're going to be wearing a shoe that's heavier that you've never worn you might be uncomfortable with and it's going to create some problems for some guys but the team that can adjust the best is, is going to be the best off is this between the years a little bit you know when we talked to calgary it seemed like it was between the years because guys in ottawa didn't care you know they were just like okay we're, this is what we have to do we played last week with it and we were fine we ended up winning but calgary they, they seem to be in their heads a little bit more all right he's natea jay of the eskimos i'm morley scott dave campbell is here as well. Uh, we're going to take a break. Head to the 630 24-Hour News Center. When we come back, we'll talk with the, the CFL's top photographer, Johanny Jucher, will join us when we return to the festival site here on 630 Chet. 630Chad, live from the Grey Cup Festival. Hey, everybody. We're back here on the festival site. Morley Scott along with Dave Campbell. It uh, ha- We've got Natea Jay here as well. Natea stepped out so we can let our special guest step in. This is... Uh, uh, a, a lady that I first met back in 2015. You all know the story. It was a great story. There's a photographer. She's going across the Canadian Football League. She's going to a game in every city and taking pictures. And I thought, wow, that's a great idea. And then she showed up in Edmonton. I think it was just before Labor Day. And uh, we got to meet her, and we got to find out about her story. And it's a great story. Uh, Johanny Jutra joins us now. Hey, Johanny, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for uh, that. And we became friends, too. It's yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we're Facebook friends the whole bit This is now. what this league is all about. You make yep. friends all over the country. That is exactly great, it. I mean, you know? look outside, right? People are meeting people yeah. all over the place. We just, we just heard a story about people who met through the CFL, and now they're getting married. Uh, it's, exactly. it's been great. First off, let's go back to your, your, your first book. Uh, uh, how did it end up selling? Do you have any numbers on it? Because it was in high demand for a while, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, my first book was Our League, Our Country. I published, I self-published in 2015 after the season. And uh, I f- my first run was 2,500 that I sold in pre-sale, almost all that I sell out. Mm-hmm. And then I reprinted 2,000 books. And I still have about 500 left. 
yes. for this. So you can still get them? Yeah, you can still get it. Um, I, I have an, a boutique, an uh, online store that people can buy prints and stuff like that. So it's uh, shop.joannijutra.com. I'm not uh, going to spell it. You but. should spell it. <laughs> okay, J-O-H-A-N-Y-J-U-T-R-A-S. All right, and a new book is coming out. Uh, you were with the Toronto Argonauts all of last season from start to finish, and we know the finish was spectacular. Uh, tell me about your year. Uh, the new book is called Together, and it is available now? It's as available well? now, yeah. It just uh, released last week, so uh, people are sta starting slowly to receive their copies. They've uh, pre-ordered. You can still order it. It's a book that is only a 500 limited edition, so each copies are signed and numbered. Wow. So okay. if you buy it, you get a copy. And then I'm, I'm not going to reprint, so there's only going to be 500 books that will live. And you don't have to be an Argo fan to enjoy it. Uh, no, that's the, the story about this book is really about uh, football. You know, um, Mark Tressman, my, my main line through the book is Mark Tressman. Mark is a special coach. He's a great leader. And he... I think he made a lot of guys in the locker room better person, and mm -hmm. uh, myself included. I think I became a better, better photographer being around him because Mark is a challenging coach. He wants everybody to be at their best all the time. And everything that I've learned being their, their team photographer, I've put it in the book. So it's really about life lesson, about you know humility, respect, um, be a good person, and you're going to be successful, all of those things told through the Mark Tressman's quotes and you know it's still it's still a photography book it's a photo per page mm -hmm. and sometimes there's quotes and sometimes there's me talking where I explain some situation that I think are funny or I want to you know say oh this moment was great because I kind of tell the, the behind the scene of what the photo is so I think the viewer really have the perspective of like being part of the team I take you with us mm -hmm in the journey so you really see the, a lot of behind the scenes a lot of locker room a lot of you know what we were uh, outside of just on the football field what was it like to follow one team around for one season unlike before when you you covered the whole league and, and documented the whole league what was it like to cover one team for the sole purpose of this book it's interesting that you asked that because my first year i did my book so i was all over second year what 2016 i was the team photographer for the argonauts but i, I was also shooting for the cfl so right. i was doing both last year i was also doing both but mainly focused on the argos and this year i'm back at just with the league and i really miss it yeah um, yeah i miss being part of the team i miss the family i miss the you know, being part of a team and, and doing all the games and traveling with the guys and being in the locker room pregame, hearing what's happening, you really feel like you're part of it. Mm -hmm. And for me, from, from my perspective, what I'm trying to do is tell a story. I think this is the, the best way for me to be able to tell the story because I'm, I'm part of it at some point. You, know? you, you gain like, what, 50, 60, 70 more family members, right? So th exactly. through that whole year. Yeah, and it's that, and it's, it's really... It makes for more interesting stories. Like right now, I'm working for the league, so I'm like from one team to another. So I don't really know the team. You know, I can, I know them, but you don't really know um, what they are all about right. and all of those things that you can really learn when you're with one team. She's talking about being a family with the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, you got a book out of it. Uh, you got some jewelry too. I've, I've noticed <laughs> on your finger. Uh, you were uh, lucky enough to, to get a great cup ring, and that yes. is spectacular. Yeah, I got lucky enough. Uh, thank you, Jim Pop. I got a really nice ring, the same as the players, with my name on it, and it says photographer. And it's uh, for me, it was really a good. Uh, 
you know, accomplishment. I don't think many photographers could say in their life they have a Grey Cup <laughs> ring or a championship ring. So just the, the fact that they gave it to me, acknowledged that I was part of the team as the same way as everybody else was very special for me. Uh, uh, page 173. Yep. I'm looking at it right here. There's a story here. Yep. Tell me that story. Okay, so I'm on the sideline. Uh, team doctors beside me. I get... Marcus Ball is on the field, he, he doesn't get up, so um, the doctor's like, oh, what happened? We're looking at him, the trainers are going at Marcus, he's coming back. I have the whole shot, all, the whole sequence of the injury. So I'm just right beside the team doctor, so I just, I go, I go see him, I'm like, do you want to see? I have the whole sequence, maybe it's going to help you. He's like, yes, please do. And I show him, and he's like, okay, thank you. And then a couple of weeks after, he sent me an email, he said, thank you, because of your photo, we were able to uh, find what was the injury, and... My diagnostic wow. was right because I saw your photo. Wow. So I thought, okay, thank you. And I, took his, I, I said, can I put that in the book? Do you mind? He's like, no. So I took his email <laughs> and I put it in the book with, with the sequence that actually was uh, when Marcus Ball got, uh, got injured last year. Oh, that's, that's a cool story. And, and the picture, you can see she's got the, the four frames of the picture. And you can see it's his ankle kind of. Yeah, it's ankle, not yeah. good. Bent underneath <laughs> To look at it, it hurts uh, for yeah. sure. Uh, you have become a big part of this league over the last little while. If you, if you follow the team accounts, if you follow the CFL account, you follow a lot of player accounts, you'll see some great pictures coming up. And when I see a great picture on Twitter, I always go, I'm looking at the bottom of that. And then I see the little picture of the camera and I see Johanny Juju there. <laughs> uh, it, tell me about relationships you've built with the players around the league. Yeah, you know what? I really feel like they're like my brothers. We're really, uh, there's a big respect from them. Like I'm a woman in a man in a man world really, but the guys are really extremely awesome, respectful, uh, make me feel like I'm part of the team in each, almost every locker room is like that with me. So I'm always welcome with them and I think the league and the players and the coaches appreciate my passion and what I do for the league and they, they really give it back to me really well they're really um, nice with me and they help me they help me get good access and make good photos so I gotta ask you what's your impressions of Grey Cup week here in Edmonton it's amazing we were just walking in the street saying that wow how many people is here everybody's <laughs> happy celebrating the city is Lidden, like it's awesome. Everywhere you go, it's uh, fans, and it's uh, it's awesome. I like the city, and I like the weather, especially. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> okay, now I want to go at a different angle with you. Now it's game day tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're not playing in the Great Cup, but it's a big game for you too. You're going to be on the sidelines. You're taking pictures for the league. Tell me about your day tomorrow. How you started? I know with the players, they're eating their pasta or whatever they do to get oh, ready to play football. What does a photographer do? Because first off, it's a it's a, it's stressful a little bit. Uh, it's. I imagine physically, it's very draining on you because you're carrying a lot of equipment. You're running around. I know you're you're good on the your knees because you're always going, squatting down and getting up and running over here and running over there. Tell me about it. Yeah, I'm getting older. I can. <laughs> I feel. And you it got now. you got hurt last. Was that last year? No, it was two years ago. I got run into by a player, but it was fine. I got a bone bruise, so it was mm -hmm. you know a big deal. But I now I have a torn ligament in my shoulder. Oh so boy. That's, that's a little painful, but it's fine. You know, you just. You're playing. Uh, oh, sorry. You're playing hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's the end of the season for everybody. That's right. Um, but yeah, I have a routine, like probably like the players too. I try to go to bed early, not to drink too much before before a game. Uh, you know, get some good rest, drink a lot of water. I get up early. I try to, you know, just chill. I go on Instagram. I, I just take some time just to breathe and chill and 
put myself in a good state of mind for creating. Mm -hmm. And I, I really visualize the pictures I want to do that, you know, like tomorrow the flyover is going to be something that right. I, I don't want to miss. So I'm preparing in my head where I want to be at. And today I went to the stadium to look at my angles already. So it's really a lot of... Uh, Visualization, like the players do, probably kind of similar for, for me, and I'm sure it's similar for you guys too for a big day like that. And um, you know, I, I get to the stadium very early. I want to be there before everyone, so when the <laughs> players get in, I can get those shots of like pre-game and warm up and get like really how they feel and stuff. So I try to just be there to notice all that. And the day is gonna go, it's gonna go probably until like midnight. <laughs> and to just edit all the pictures yeah, and send after, them. It's not just taking it, you're going to edit them and... Yeah. yeah, I have to send the pictures during the game as well, kind of quickly, but after the game, all of the rest of the, the pictures, I have to put them in the computer and edit. And then mm -hmm. I, I try to send as much as I can the night before, because I know the league would like to put up an album in the morning for the fans to see those photos. Right. So it's really a long day. It's a 20-hour day, and it's uh, it's stressful because you put a lot of pressure on yourself because you want to make sure your work's great and you don't want to miss anything. So, mm -hmm. But it's fun. It's, the, it's the, probably the most stressful day of the year, but it's... Very rewarding at the end of the you week. You wouldn't want to be anywhere else. No, yeah, exactly. uh, okay, a couple of quick ones for you. You're, of all the players in the CFL, who's your favorite to, photo uh, to photograph? Oh, there's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, SG Green is one that's uh, is very photogenic. Uh, Mike Riley, Bo... Um, you know, I like the I like the buds. It's, I like it, the French mafia. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I love these guys. I love that. that that's I, I been dropping all week. It's probably safe to say that the same guys we like to interview because of the personalities yeah. of the guys yeah. we like exactly. to take pictures of, exactly. right? Exactly. Because they give you, like, they're good with you for interviews. They mm -hmm. give you what you guys need. Same for me. They see me. They know where I am. They come and they smile and they pose. Or, yeah, it's favorite, the same thing. Favorite stadium to take shots at. Um, Edmonton is a beautiful stadium, especially tomorrow because it's going to be sold out. It's going to make for a really, really cool photo. Um, I like Ottawa. I love Ottawa. I love Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. Winnipeg makes for good photos. We're talking about photography. Yeah. These stadiums, the new stadium in Regina is great. BMO. Do you have a uh, favorite photo? Is there one photo that you took, hmm. maybe that's in either one of the books that you put out or been online somewhere or whatever? That I always say my favorite photo is the next one. Ah, that's good. That's so, good. Uh, it's Bill Belichick, right? On to Indianapolis, right? <laughs> you know, you can be proud of a photo, but if it's kind of like a, a, a tune, a music track. If you love a, a song and then you've listen to it over and over at some point you're like oh not that song yeah same thing for photos i i love a photo i i really love it i see it all over and then at some point i get tired of it mm -hmm. so it, it's always kind of the next one the one that you plan for and it works and you get it and you're like wow it was hard to take but i got it this is it if you got the best picture you're gonna stop right so yeah just keep exactly. going i right? just keep, keep going. looking for Trying one to that's be better. better every day yeah, yeah. yeah cool all right uh, now you said you, you you got a boutique online and yes people can go and buy not just books but they can they can get pictures too Yes, it's, it's cool for December is going to be what I'm going to do. So after Grey up is what I do. I like some, some special photo. I put them on my website so people could buy prints. Those are fine art prints. It's not like printed at Walmart. It's really like fine art that you want to frame and keep for a long time. I sell my first book, my new book as well. And it's, uh, yeah, it's online. It's shop.joannijutra.com. And Joannijutra is J-O-H-A-N-Y-J-U-T-R-A-S. Uh, and you can find me on, on Instagram. And I post all of, I make a lot of promotion. 
it's a lot of limited edition items. So one week, it's a photo of the week, and you can only buy it this week, and mm -hmm. then it's numbered. So I think it's cool. The fans really uh, react well. They love it. They, they send me what they want. So I, I, this is what I'm going to do in December. So uh, it makes for good Christmas gift as well. I imagine when you get a lot of uh, a lot of texts and stuff from players, I, I, I get this shot. Can I get, I, I I get my get shots? Shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the game, I always get like 20, 30 texts. Hey, that dance I did, did you get that? Yeah, okay. I, can I get a copy of that? Yeah. yeah, now I don't even wait for them to text. Most I know who's going to text me. I just I drop the pictures. I send them to them. And, you know, I'm happy to do it for them because they do a lot for me. So it's uh, I feel like it's a... a both ways relationship. We touched on it at the start. It's a great lake to be a part of, isn't it? Really? Like, it's just one it's big awesome. happy family. Uh, Natea Jay is here with us. Uh, we don't have enough microphones right now, but I, I told him, I said yesterday, we're getting Johanny Jucha. He goes, the photographer? I go, yeah. See, everybody knows. Everybody <laughs> knows Johanny Jucha around the uh, CFL. Johanny, thanks for coming on. Appreciate Thank it. You, uh, have appreciate a great day tomorrow. I mean, Thank uh, you. it's great uh, to see you again. Thanks for well, having uh, me, guys. I it, appreciate uh, it. It's great. And, uh, Go to the website, get the book. It looks like it's just a fantastic book. You don't yes. have to be an Argo fan either. You just have to be uh, a football fan, a CFL fan, or just a fan of photography because there's some yep. great pictures in there. All right, Johanny, thanks very much. Thank you. All right, that's uh, Johanny Jutra. Uh, I'm Morley Scott. He's Dave Campbell. Uh, we've got Natea Jay here. Uh, we really put Natea to work this week. We're going to hear uh, another one of his interviews when we come back. We'll take a break right now and be back with more live from the festival site down on Jasper Avenue. You're listening to 630 Chet. 6.30 Chad, live from the Grey Cup Festival. Uh, the party continues down here on Jasper Avenue, and it won't end until... Stages of the morning, I would think here. Uh, what a sight it is down here, man! Uh, it, all you need to do is take five or ten minutes and uh, of walking, you'll find a jersey pretty much from every league, every team in the league. But we did that this week, didn't we? we? Absolutely, we did that. We went down the street, up and down, finding fans from each uh, team and uh, interacting with everyone. It was awesome. And uh, Nate got their predictions on the game, and we're going to have that for you tomorrow on our uh, pregame show, which goes from two to four o'clock. Right now, I uh, want to remind you. You can win tickets to tomorrow's Grey Cup game. All you have to do is follow the clues on our uh, Instagram story. It's 630Ched, uh, 630Ched's Instagram story. All you have to do is uh, follow the clues, and you can get two tickets to the football game. Two tickets to the Grey Cup game. So get on Instagram, IG, as the kids call it, uh, I think, uh, and uh, get involved, get some tickets to the, uh, to the football game. Now, uh, you just showed me some disturbing video. I won't say which member of the Calgary <laughs> Stampeders sent it to you, yeah. but you showed me some disturbing video. Can we talk about anything? We can. Extremely disturbing video. Uh, members of the Calgary Stampeders uh, just having a ball in our in our locker room, playing some games, marking up our floor. They were playing some kind of soccer game where they would kick the ball back and forth, but the, just the side of them was uh, was very, very disturbing, and uh, I got a sick feeling in my stomach right now. Again, we talked about it earlier today. There'll be a massive cleanup inside that Eskimo dressing room come Monday morning for sure. Hopefully they'll be mopping up tears and not champagne, <laughs> which would be uh, best. I, Blake, I think Blake wants to get in here. Blake Dermott's joined us here. Thanks for coming down, Blake. Yeah, hey, Blake. Uh, you know, in 1993, we, we played the Grey Cup in Calgary, and we took over Calgary's locker room. And I was working for the same company I work for now, Cowan Graphics. We made all the bumper stickers for the Edmonton Eskimos, and I happened to show up on uh, Grey Cup week with about 10, I don't know, 10,000 bumper stickers. <laughs> and I'm sure that uh, Hopkins, uh, their equipment manager, is still finding bumper stickers stuck in their <laughs> locker room. So 
whatever they're doing to the Eskimo locker room, they have to know that we did it better and we did it first. <laughs> Perfect. And the Eskimos, as Nate talked about, want to do it next year in Calgary for the Grey Cup game. So now, uh, Nate had a chance to talk to the guy who's sitting in his stall. The guy who's sitting in his stall is receiver Eric Rogers. Earlier this week, Nate had a chance to talk to him. They got me interviewing you because you're in my locker uh, at Commonwealth. Oh, right? I was wondering who. Yeah, was. so uh, yeah, we're, we're sending this off because you're in my locker, and uh, you know, I just want to tell you, man, please take care of that thing, man. That's my baby. I'm gonna make sure I, I just mess it up. Throw my <laughs> cleats in there, leave scratch market. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, it's weird because I, I talked to Juwan before, and he he gave me the lowdown. He told me that you know you're a clean guy, oh. right? So I kind I vetted you, and they told me you're a clean guy. You're perfect for my locker. I be I be I be chill. I mean, I'm not I'm not clean, knee freak. You know, I'll be chilling. I'm doing nothing too crazy. Okay. Uh, so just tell me some of your thoughts going into this game, man. Like you guys are, are you know, third straight year going to the Great Cup. But uh, just give me your thoughts of, of what's going through your head, what's going through the team's head. Yeah, just come out here, uh, defense play like they did last week and a uh, week before. Offense put some points up, um, execute the game plan. Just realize that uh, in football, you know, it's a roller coaster. It goes up and down. You know, be some plays that we made, some plays you miss. But uh, when you get an opportunity, to make a play, make a play, and you know, hopefully come out with a win. And that's the plan. Yeah. Uh, last week, you, you, you had a you, huge game. You know, you kind of you know broke the game open with some of the plays you were making. Uh, tell me about you know your mindset. You know, being able to come through with, for a team like that. Yeah, I mean, as a player, you live for those moments. You know, um, you know second and goal, and three minutes left. You only up three. You know, you don't make a play, you don't score a touchdown, you know, that team has the opportunity to just go down there and uh, score a touchdown, take the lead, and possibly win. So, to make that catch in that situation, um, it was big time. It was one of my, my, my better catches, and, and given the circumstances, and I was happy that I came through for the team, but, you know, the whole team made plays that that drive. You know, Richie had a good, a good catch that, that drive. Lamar had a big second down conversion. Don had a couple good runs. O-line blocked well. Bo made a good throw, and, uh, you know, it was a team effort, and when we needed to put up some points, we did, and defense played lights out all night tell me what, what, what kind of guy are you like before games are you are you like the hype guy are you uh, I'm, all, I'm always I'm always chill I'm always cool I don't really get too hype um, I'm always on the outskirts of the, of the huddle or the rah rah stuff um, I just focus on you know my my plays and focus on myself really and uh, just being a cool calm and collected from California that's how we, we are so cow we smooth we, we cool uh, tell me the mindset that, that shifts or from a preseason game standpoint to a regular season standpoint to a playoff standpoint and now to a great cup standpoint. Like what what does anything change or are you or is every game the same? No, everything everything the same. I'm always always just you know, even kill, you know. And uh only time I really get out of my element is when I score a touchdown and, I, and I'm like yelling, I'm like I'm letting it all out, like finally I get the like you score, you, you help your team, you put up six points for your team and um, you just let it all the emotions and everything out and um that's my favorite part. So you said you kind of get it out of your element when you score a touchdown. You know, the CFL has, has loosened up the rules on celebrating. You got you got anything planned that you could tell us about? No, I don't. I'm not. I, I can't dance. You know? I'm not really a dancer. I don't really have uh, any team choreography or anything like that. But um, I just do my little spin, shake, and, you know, what I'm saying? hit my chest a couple times. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Yeah.
And if, if my buddy Juwan scores, do you have anything planned planned for him? Now he's light skinned He probably have a couple. He probably have a couple of things up his sleeve. Probably a dance or two, or, or he might bust out and do a little Carlton dance or something. I don't know what he's gonna do. But he'll make a, he'll make some plays for sure. And, and final question, man. What what would a Grey Cup victory uh, mean to you and your family? Uh, just second one added to the. Um, to me, I mean, I won one with the, with the stamps in 2014, so it'd be two and zero, and you know, that'd be uh, it'd be huge because um, it re- resemble you know the sacrifice, you know, not spe- not being able to spend time with my, my two daughters back home and my lady back home. Uh, it'll be all worthwhile if we get that ring, you know. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the time today, brother. All right, there's uh, our guest correspondent. Edmonton Eskimos receiver Natea Jay talking to Eric Rogers of the Calgary Stampeders who have, has taken over his locker uh, inside the Eskimos dressing room. Uh, by the way, want a couple tickets to the Grey Cup? Well, follow the, uh, the clues on our Instagram story to win. So you can find the 630 Chet Instagram page, follow the clues, and uh, you got a chance to win a couple tickets to the Grey Cup. And we're here for Jiffy Lube. While you get playoff ready, they make sure your vehicle is winter ready. Visit JiffyLubeService.ca and also brought to you by, in part by Crystal Glass because it's not just a quarterback who appreciates a clear view. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming up here as we roll along here for the Great Cup Festival. It's uh, Morley Scott along with uh, yours truly, Dave Campbell, the Taya J, and we got lots more to come uh, between five and six.